lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace, Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. They're here with me as well. If you would like to let us know who you are, if you're here, and what you think about what we think, email the program, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, and Gab. You can also follow me on Twitter at Steve Dace Show, and then look for uh, free and uncensored clips of the program available to you at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. Again, rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. You know the drill on a typical Wednesday. The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us coming up in the final segment of the program. In between, we're going to have a ton of fun with Buy, Seller, Hold. That's always one of the most uh, popular things we do on the show each week. But before we get there, of course, we must begin with Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by voting laws. We will overcome. We will overcome. We will overcome. That's the delegation of Texas Democrats who abandoned their state for Washington, D.C. this week in an attempt to stop legislation from passing in Texas making it harder to commit voter fraud. Apparently, those Democrats weren't even enough to break quorum, so the Texas Senate moved on with their agenda with barely any opposition, including the aforementioned voting bill. Yesterday, Joe Biden appeared in Philadelphia to lampoon Republican efforts to make sure what happened in the 2020 election doesn't happen again. My Republican friends in Congress and states and cities and counties to stand up for God's sake and help prevent this concerted effort to undermine our election and the sacred right to vote. Have you no shame? The 2020 election was the most scrutinized election ever in American history. No other election has ever been held under such scrutiny and such high standards. In Georgia, a voting group says it's found, quote, audit fraud and massive errors. Voter Georgia says it's analyzed Fulton County, Georgia's mail-in ballot images, which were made public via a court order back in April. Quote, the team's analysis revealed that 923 of the 1,539 mail-in ballot batch files contained votes incorrectly reported in Fulton's official November 3, 2020 results. These inaccuracies are due to discrepancies in votes for Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and total votes cast compared to their reported audit totals for respective batches. Thus, the error reporting rate in Fulton's hand count audit is a whopping 60%, end quote. Voter Georgia provides numerous examples of these batches of absentee mail-in ballots, which show whopping margins in favor of Joe Biden. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is, No other election has ever been held under such scrutiny and such high standards. Moving on, why isn't this guy in prison yet? The children who are not able to get vaccinated because of their age should follow, their parents should follow with them, the guidelines of the CDC that unvaccinated children of a certain age greater than two years old should be wearing masks. No doubt about that. Door-to-door vaccination has started in North Carolina. 
Um, hello. Would you like to look like this? This is a girl. Oops, wrong clip. Talking about the COVID vaccine could be coming right to your doorstep. Starting today, the Mecklenburg County Health Department launched a new doses to doors program. Health department workers giving out shots right there at your front door. This is part of an urgent push to make getting vaccinated easy. And we can tell you this new program started this morning in West Charlotte. We knew a few people who took advantage of it. Meanwhile, in Tennessee, the Department of Health there has halted all vaccine outreach to kids, not just for COVID, but for all diseases. The health department is also dropping all COVID-19 vaccine events on school properties throughout the state as well. This news comes after pressure from Republican lawmakers against the state health department to halt pressuring children to receive vaccines away from their parents. The publication called The Atlantic, which may be the worst panic porn pusher on COVID over the last year, and that's saying something, is on pace to lose $10 million this year. That's according to reporting from The Hill. You remember back last year when the FBI apparently foiled an attempt to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer? According to BuzzFeed News, the government employed at least a dozen confidential informants to infiltrate the group, whose supposed plot to kidnap Whitmer ended in 13 arrests. 12 informants, 13 arrests. Huh. In other news, California finally has a serious option for replacing Governor Gavin Newsom in the upcoming recall election. Salem Radio Network host and overall solid dude Larry Elder announced this week he's running for the Golden State's top governmental office. He talked about his run last night on Sean Hannity. I, I had no idea you were thinking about this. Uh, Sean, Leo, I'm as shocked as you guys are. I was first approached to, to do this several months ago by my radio colleague Dennis Prager, by people like Jack Hibbs of the Calvary Church, people like Lionel Chetwin, uh, who's a, a longtime filmmaker, and I said, hell no. I said, this, this place is ungovernable. You have supermajorities in the assembly, supermajorities in the Senate, and of course, a left-wing governor. Uh, we have rising crime, rising homelessness, a rising uh, a cost of living, and Leo knows ex exactly well what I'm talking about because he's a former public school teacher, the declining standards of urban schools. So I said, forget about it. But the more I looked at it, the more I saw how arrogantly this governor has handled the pandemic, uh, imposing the most strict coronavirus lockdowns of any of the 50 states, while violating them at that French restaurant with the very people that sat down the mandates, while his own kids still enjoyed in-school private education, while his own uh, business, that winery, uh, was uh, exempted from the mandates, something has to happen. And so I decided to jump into this race. And finally, a mural dedicated to George Floyd collapsed this week in Toledo, Ohio. Witnesses say a bolt of lightning struck the side of the building where the mural was located. WTVGTV confirmed via Doppler radar there was indeed a lightning strike in that area at the afternoon it collapsed. I'll just leave that right there. And that's what happened while we were away. I'll, I'll do the same thing. I'll just let that one go. Uh, Aaron's Montage brought to you by our friends at Keeps. You've got a million reasons to be stressed out these days, right? Now, don't make male pattern baldness or your receding hairline uh, one of them because our friends at Keeps can help you do something about it with the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but you'll get the generic versions, so you'll save big money on that, maybe up to half the cost. Uh, and you'll get a lot of convenience. All of it's done online. You answer a few easy questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and then a licensed doctor We'll review your info to recommend the right hair loss treatment for you that it's shipped directly to your door. And that's not even the final, that's not even the final sales pitch here. 
How about half off your first order as well? So half off all the time because you're getting the generic versions, all that convenience, and then half off your first order to get you started at keeps.com slash grow. K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. Again, that's keeps.com slash grow. Coming up in the overtime today, my former and very brief uh, colleague at Salem Radio. He was coming in just as I was moving on out, actually. Um, but I did get to meet him briefly. He's been on our show before. Uh, Larry Elder. We're going to talk about his run for California governor. Apparently, they were able to... You did it! You did it! The largest population state in the country found somebody credible and sane. Sane! Sane and credible to run against Gavin Newsom out of how many 40 million people or whatever it is. They found one. They did it. So props to you, California. All right. And we'll get into Larry's run, what it does and doesn't mean and what should happen now. Um, And we'll get into that and what should therefore cease happening right away. Uh, We'll get into that coming up uh, in the overtime today. Uh, We'll record it right after today's program is finished for our Blaze TV subscribers. And then it will upload to the website for you to watch at your convenience later today at blazetv.com slash dace. And that is also where you can go if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber and you want to become one. Get a discounted subscription today to get all of our exclusive content every day. Unfiltered, uncensored by big tech at blazetv.com slash D-E-A-C-E, blazetv.com slash Dace. I, I think yesterday, really, or the last couple of days, we have reached a turning point, I think, here. And the, the last time I sensed one of these was back in, I think it was late January, I believe, when CDC came out. So remember, the, the CDC director, Rachel Walesky, originally went on early, very early in the Biden uh, administration, went on Rachel Maddow's show. That's the closest thing their side has to Tucker Carlson right now. Went on her show, and so, that, I mean, that's making a statement and said, hey, it's time for the kids to be back in school. Maybe we still have to do masks. Who knows? But the kids should be back in school. Remember this. I do. Yeah. And we were kind of blown away, like, wow, I mean, they are going to they, they, they are going to start off acknowledging some some at least some modicum of political reality right. over there in the in the Biden uh, White House. Right. But, but then came the fatwa. Then came the fatwa from the teachers unions and everything else. And she then responded shortly thereafter with a chart. That laid out for you where it was safe for children to fully be ensconced in person back in school with extracurricular activities. And the only place that it was safe to do so in the dead of January in the United States of America was the area surrounding International Falls, Minnesota. Do you remember this? Of course. And the, re- the outrage at this, how quickly their own media, like, like the whole Texas debacle, where you even have CNN saying, I mean, this is a stupid stunt. It's not going to work. I mean, when you've lost your own super PAC, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Their own water carriers, their own media would not pick up with this and defend it. In fact, there were some ensuing interviews. I remember the one that Savannah Guthrie did with Kamala Harris. Basically, I'm a working mom. When can I get my kids out of my damn house interview? Remember that? Okay. Yes. All right. That, that, that map enraged people, enraged them. Because it insulted us. 
And, you, and, and people think they deserve to be lied to better than that. A lot of Americans don't mind being lied to these days. They just don't want to be insultingly lied to. Is that fair? Right. Don't, don't tell me what, tell me I am immune from the effects of a fallen world. Tell me that your big pharma experiments can cure me of this novel virus. Lie to me like that. Because I really want to give it up to you tonight. I'm just as horny as you are. But my conscience needs a little assuaging. So lie to me first. Lie to me that we will at least have a third date. That you'll be here when I wake up in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Sure. They want to be lied to. But you can't walk into the bedchamber and say, man, you're just ugly. You're only, dude, you're fugly and I'm only here because there was no other, no one else returned my call. That you can't do, right? Can you do that? No, you can't do that, right? Aaron, you've been in the dating world more recently than the two of us. You can't do that, right? Okay. Wouldn't even try. All right. All right. Thank you. Okay. Because now you're insulting me, correct? Yes. Okay. Lie to me. To whisper those sweet nothings in my ear. Because I want the same thing that you want. I want magical thinking too. I want projection too. So yes, lie to me that these things will work. There are no side effects that lockdowns work. Lie to me that all these things work. But when you insult me, that's when people get mad these days. Not at being lied to, being insultingly lied to. And that's what that chart did. And if you look at where the trend line in America has been with masks reopening and everything else, since that chart came out, I sensed at that moment that was a turning point against COVID, Stan. And I think what we have seen henceforth has, has borne that out. Fair? Yeah. We've been on some form of offense. We could all argue to what degree, but not even our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, if, if he were here, would argue that we're not on offense against COVID, Stan, right now. He might argue that we haven't made, he might argue with me about how much progress we're making while on offense, but none of us, none of us would, would, would claim we are not on the offensive. I believe another turning point in another arena was reached this week. I believe the spirit of the age has decided. Yesterday, that was the most alert, fiery, competent, energetic that this president has been in years years probably since he left the white house as vp under obama we've not seen anything close i think to that performance from joe biden yesterday it comes on the heels of all the media articles that we saw on monday Done playing games with you conservatives that don't want to get vaccinated. Dude, you're the, you're the official anti-vax card-carrying member on the program, right? I am. Are, is everybody in your club? Robert, when would Robert, Robert F. Kennedy, was he with us at the last pro-life march? Oh, uh, no. No. No? I mean, is Robert F. Kennedy at the, uh, you know, uh, build the wall rally? No. No. When, when did this all become just a... A, a, an exclusively right-wing club. Can you tell us? Because you're in this club. I am. All right, are, are, is it just you and, and, and a bunch of John Birchers in this club? Who's in this club? 
this is actually one of the more legitimately diverse clubs in all of America. Exactly. You think they don't know that? Do you think the Biden administration is not unaware that the scion of the greatest family in the history of the Democratic Party, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., is literally the closest thing the anti-vax community has to a papal figure? Fair? Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you think the Biden administration, the Democrat hierarchy, the Democrat media is unaware that one of the last remaining signs of the of the of the of the most famous family in the history of the Democratic Party, or at least second to the well, you can't even, to the Roosevelts, although one of the Roosevelts in another branch obviously is a famous Republican. But do you think they're unaware of the fact the man who bears Robert F. Kennedy's name is the leader of America's anti-vax movement? Do you think they're unaware of this? No, but who cares when Jonah Goldberg is running cover for you now? Yeah, but that's but stay on my point. Do you think no, they're yeah. unaware of this? No, you're, of okay. course you're right. So, so here's why this matters. This is they want to rebrand this. They want to rebrand this as an exclusively partisan matter. Mm-hmm. That is Fauci's language that he's been using as of late as well. And then you saw what the what the president said yesterday in a speech that made him sound a lot less scrambled than his brain usually is. So props to his Adderall dealer. Um, why? You know, remember after the 2016 election, how my phone was ringing off the hook with uh, uh, the uh, with. A lot of main mainstream or liberal media, that's what we used to call them back then, okay? Um, doesn't that seem so long ago now? Oh, yeah. Way? Okay. Very. Um, but a lot of these were people I've had relationships with or knew or had been interviewed by, by before. I think I was even sitting over in that desk over there the day after the election, just taking call after call after call. And then finally, NPR called me. Or no, it was PBS called me. It was the McNeil Lair News Hour before uh, Jim Lair died. And um, they wanted to, ha- or no, it was after he died. It was just the news hour. And they wanted, they, they, they wanted to, and they called me back and they're like, do we want to have you on tonight? Remember, remember this? Yeah. And, and, and the, and they asked me how they missed this election and everything else. And I asked them, I mean, how many pro-lifers are in your newsroom? How many people are in your newsrooms that go to church on a regular basis, like a couple right. times a month, right? So you guys are focused on racial and ethnic and sexual diversity, but you've ignored for a newsroom culture what is the most important diversity of them all, a diversity of thought. You know, I mean, that's why the, the, the scriptures say there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. You've ignored that. And for a few days after Trump won in 2016, there was some concerted conversation about introspection, right? The Nick Kristoff principle. Yeah, I know you love that column. Yes. And, and we wondered... Wow, they are they gonna this if they if they figure this out they'll like never lose elections legitimately ever again. Yeah, I remember you saying remember, that. Because if they figure out that that what people really want are all of their freebies, but without the cultural rot gut, and they and and even if they just treat people with that disagree with them culturally without disdain, and even pursue a lot of the same policies, but they're just not disdainful while doing so. They're looking for, to make an example out of you. They, they want to put their boots on your throat. That with all the freebies they offer, you know, human nature over the course of history has proven it'll take the freebie over its integrity almost every single time, right? Sure. Yeah. And we began to wonder if, if, if Skynet was evolving here. I think we even used that phrase at the time, didn't we? I think so. Had, are, they, are they figuring this out? 
And then last year, remember during lockdowns, we kept waiting for the great pivot. The moment they would then turn around and blame Trump for the lockdowns and for wrecking his own economy. And we kept waiting for them to do this, right? They never did it. They, uh, uh, Biden seemed to tease it for once, like during the convention they held last year. But like the rest of the time, they never ran. They actually ran on, we just want to lock down everything all the time. And and the, and don't take Trump's vaccines. They're probably a scam, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. They could do this again right now. And they're going the other way. They're going to they're gonna partisan harder on the vaccines. Harder. This turning point I believe we have reached will not be as fun for me to share with you as the previous turning point in July, I'm afraid. This turning point we have reached is, I believe, they're going to amp up segregating America. And that whether it's vaccines, whether it's January 6th, that they have, they, they have, and here, and I'm going to tell you why they're going to do this. They think it's the only political card they have left to play. And it will give them the best chance to expand their power between now and the midterm elections. This may seem as, as, as if it's an unrelated story. It is not. Yesterday, we saw the highest rise in inflation in one month in America since 2008. In fact, we've not had an inflationary trend line like this in America since 2008. Can you think of an event that occurred in later in the year after a trend line like this in 2008? Anything come to mind? Bubble. Yeah. Massive bubble poppage. I think we're heading down this exact same road right now. I think they know that. And so that therefore since they will not be able to win an election on the merits. The economy's bounced back. We've reopened, blah, 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 blah. They're going to instead double, triple, quadruple down on he hate me. That's what's coming instead. There's two big points I want to make on this show today, and this is one of them. Right. I want to the second one we'll make in the next segment before we do buy seller hold. But I wanna I wanna park it right here for a second. I think when you look at the language in their media, when you look at Fauci's increasingly partisan and incendiary language, and who and the platforms he goes to communicate it to, and then you also take a look at um the speech the president gave yesterday. I don't believe those events are isolated. I think Joe, the unifier narrative will not return, at least not between now and the midterm elections. Maybe if they get annihilated next year, he'll attempt to recalibrate that way like Bill Clinton did in 1994 with you know the era of big government is over. But between now and November of 2022, I believe it is on. We're going full-fledged animal farm here, full bore. And that we are, the, the, the smatterings and the seeds of resistance that we have shown and pushback and defiance that we have shown are great 
but they need to germinate. They need to blossom. They need to grow, spread. Because I think they are sending you a signal that they intend to, they've not yet begun to divide. Any thoughts on that? I don't know how else to explain Fauci doing masks on three-year-olds. That's the it's only like they direction. go out of their way to, to make everything they say is an F you. Yeah. Like, like they, they don't even have to say things a certain way. It's like they are looking to provoke. They're looking to do it. They're, they're looking to say F you on, on every front. Yes. And that's what the president's entire speech was yesterday. Yes. They're, in, they're uh, embracing uh, the uh, Texas uh, Democrats uh, in uh, D.C., and this is all going on while what's happening in Cuba is happening. I mean, there's there's no optics that they'll look at and say, maybe it's time to take a step back. I, I, I've been walking around for a very long time with a sense of loathing and dread that's intermittent with all the good things I have in my life, that we are just now at a point. I just see those two women, those two Karens, proudly marching around the neighborhood in North Carolina with their vaccines. We're just at a point there where the relentless evil comes in the form. If they don't have horns and pitchforks and breathing fire, they look like that, but they won't stop. We're at the point of civil war. We are this close to our Archduke Ferdinand moment. I, I firmly believe that because of what Steve just laid out. They're making a promise to you. That they will rule you. This is how you know it's not a political party. A political party would not do this. A political party would listen to what James Carville is out there saying right now, which is we got to abandon the wokeness and just meet people's needs. Meaning, you know, we got to actually be what the Democrat party that people think they're going to get. Well, we get freebies if we vote Democrat. And, well, let me rephrase this. A strictly political party doesn't do strategically what I'm suggesting something that has been given over or taken over or literally possessed by a spirit of the age does this this is how the devil behaves there is no, there's no self-awareness Aaron there's no meet you halfway oh you're serious about resisting me well I mean I'm just doubling down on the accuser I'm just doubling down on the sulfur tripling down on it now actually it's the, the devil doesn't come to you and say you know what you made a really good case we'll give you a break today political parties don't do this they, they don't seek to actively narrow their own bases if they're in their right minds. They, no. will, they might end up doing it, but then lie while they're doing it. They're not this no. brazenly dropping trow in your face. The devil does stuff like we, that. We see though. the Cuba video and we say, and they say, hold my beer. Yes. And what we're seeing right now, it's not political rhetoric. It's not amping up rhetoric. It's the demonic seething that we saw on the floor of the Ohio State go. House a yep. couple of weeks ago. That's. Yep. That's akin to what we're talking about and, and what they're doing here. Let's let's make no bones about it either. Uh, what what they're doing here is not so much, well, not uh, limited to trying to basically stick uh, their middle finger into your face. That, that accomplishes it. But guys, um, one of their main one of their main promises if they got back the Senate, what was it? What is it? Abolish the filibuster? Mm-hmm. Well, they're not able to do that. So this is all about getting their own base or keeping their own base amped up 
um, which I'm not sure, I, I, I guess, if they're if you're taken over by a, a demonic spirit of the age, you can try at least to do that. We'll see if they'll be able to keep it up because it's been, what, five, we're going on five years now of just this constant amping up, constant fight or flight that they're trying to instill within their own base. This is all to amp up their people as well, not just to get into your face too. Yep. And I do think overall, whether or not you agree with the analysis, the exact analysis of how this will play out, I do think that this is their last card to play in order to expand their power. I don't, you know, the rest of your analysis, you know, it could be wrong. It could be, but just purely from a political standpoint, yeah, yeah, this is this is one of their last plays is trying to double, triple, quadruple down on the partisan divide. Because guess what? When when we get to fall and we're on the what the Zeta variant uh, of COVID nineteen, the Zeta Zeta, yeah, the Zeta Zeta variant of the COVID, uh, they've been inculcating this in your brains, in their in their bases brains. Those stupid Republicans didn't get vaccinated, yep. and now they brought the Zeta Zeta variant. You can see that happening. Now, like I told you the other day, I'm glad if, if, if this is what's going to happen, I'm glad to see it. Because I think this is what it will take to provoke us to engage them on the level that is required. There's another big idea I want to share with you, though. Next. Yes, during the last break, it was one of my favorite times of the day. Yet again, it was Built Bar time. You guys can verify, man. I just scarfed one of those down during the break, right? It's true. I had a, a nice lady send me a note about a week or so ago telling me she doesn't believe I have a Built Bar during a lot, at least, you know, uh, once a day during a commercial break because I don't come back on the air with a bunch of, you know, chocolate all over my face or my mouth. Or my teeth, and I'm like, that could be because I'm not seven, right? I'm 47. It's, it's a built bar. You didn't like just kill a gazelle out in the <laughs> no, hallway no. and eat it raw. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was com- commenting on the fact of just how chewy, gooey, chocolatey, because it's hard to eat a candy bar like that, right? In that short a period of time. And I could, you know, have some of that happen to you. And Bill Bars are a lot like a candy bar, but you guys can verify. In fact, I just took down the uh, caramel brownie uh, Father's Day specialty flavor too. So, you know, that was especially uh, gooey and chocolatey goodness sure. there. Uh, and Bill Bar is hitting the big time. Uh, they're going to be uh, the official sponsor for the U.S. track and field team at this year's Tokyo Olympics as well. Up to 18 grams of, uh, of protein in every bar, uh, 130 to 170 calories in every bar, four to seven net grams of sugar or carbs in every bar. You cannot beat it. It's the greatest protein bar of all time. And it's better than a lot of the candy bars on the market as well. Uh, save 15% off right now when you go to Built, B-U-I-L-T. Built.com, use my last name, Dace, as your promo code, D-E-A-C-E. That's how you spell it. Promo code Dace to get 15% off your first order at Built.com. Built.com, promo code Dace. So there's one more big idea I want to communicate today. And... We talked about, I think this week we have seen a turning of the tide on the other side. 
and that this is not the way a typical political party will behave. It will attempt, even if it doesn't want to officially moderate its aims, it won't just come right out and openly attempt to vilify anyone that doesn't line up with its most hardcore positions. It'll obfuscate, right? Mm -hmm. But we're seeing, whether it's their media or their president, we are seeing Democrat America this week, whether we're seeing their quack, Anthony Fauci, you're seeing Democrat America is doing that this week. And I think that's a turning point. I want to discuss what I think caused this turning point. What, what caused this turning point is us. They had all of pop culture. They had big tech censorship. They had all kinds of goodies and incentives ready to offer. They thought this was going to be a no-brainer, that they were going to hit 70% vaccination by the 4th of July. A no-brainer. They did not anticipate they would encounter this level of resistance to the point that it has stalled almost completely. Because we already hit herd immunity, even with the lower threshold of vaccinated people, because of the other big lie they've been telling us all this time, that natural immunity doesn't count, or they just act as if it does not exist. They didn't think they would see all this instantaneous and on a molecular, granular level, local school boards, things of that nature, to mask mandates, critical racist theory. Why? Because we just haven't shown a propensity, a capacity to do that. My home state of Iowa, and I was one of the tips of of the spear of this effort, it remains the only state in the country that has ever fired via popular referendum multiple state Supreme Court justices in one election because of their actual opinions. I think we're the only state to have Supreme Court justices worthy of being fired for their opinions. No. no. Which means like other places could have done this, right? Should have done this. Should have, but they didn't. They did not. In the past, we've not been willing to engage them on this level. And now that they've realized, well, we're not going to get to lie to you. You guys won't Take the lies. So we're just going to have to try to rule you. That's what the first big issue, that's what that mm-hmm. pivot is about. We've, we've driven that. Another area we've driven this is on the election. Despite the fact there exists exactly zero, I, I've not in my career seen an issue that has driven to the point that exposing voter fraud has without almost any help from any major conservative media figures anywhere in the country. Tucker read a Twitter thread the other night. There's any other show on Fox ever talk about this? I don't know. I don't see it, I don't see it in my feed, though. I see Sean Hannity interviewing Bruce Jenner. I mean, most of my peers won't touch this with a 10-foot pole. Because it'll get you, you know, sent to the algorithm Siberia for doing it. You guys have done all this yourselves, by and large. Just a refusal 
a few play a few people. Kelly Ward and, and her people in Arizona, people in Georgia. Just a few people, again, on a molecular, granular level, not waiting around for who the, you know, um, biggest stick in conservative media is to tell them what to go say and do. Just doing this yourself. You know, the whole that answer is us thing. You guys have driven this. And you refuse to take name-calling for an answer. And now they don't know what to do. There's a lesson here for us. You know, I, I tweeted out this morning the, uh, the, the photos of those voting slips that Aaron has in his montage with Joe Biden racking up Hugo Chavez-like numbers of absentee ballots. Who knew, man? Who knew an 80-year-old white guy who is a friend of segregationist who had just been called a racist by his black VP a, 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 a year ago on national television and once you and recently eulogized the former grand cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan as a, quote, mentor and friend. Who knew that guy was more popular in Fulton County, Georgia than Barack Obama was? Right? Right. And that's just, that's just simply amazeballs. Who knew? Who knew? And one of the instant responses I get to this is, well, Trump was uniquely unpopular. Well, he was also uniquely popular because he also got more votes than any Republican ever has. He had a, highest, a higher percentage of the minority vote than any Republican has since 1960. And he grew his Hispanic support by 10 points. But okay. Cool. You know, so he uniquely drove up both sides' bases at the exact same time. Is that possible? Yeah. It actually is. You bet in today's media environment, not to mention his own personality and how much he desired to dominate today's media environment, is it possible that someone with both a healthy ego and the sort of opposition he had at the exact same time in today's omnipresent environment, where everywhere we go, this thing is in our faces and we can't escape the world around us, is it possible that that could be a uniquely polarizing figure that does drive both sides' vote totals up to record Standings. Absolutely, that's possible. Yeah, of course. Sure, sure it is. Except why didn't it happen in, in St. Louis, Missouri, in Kansas City, Missouri, in Houston, Texas, and Dallas, Texas? Why didn't it happen in Miami, Florida? Do they have a history in Broward and Miami-Dade County in Florida of election problems? Anybody? Nothing coming to mind? No? I guess not. Why didn't it happen in Richmond in Charlotte, North Carolina? Hmm. Because shouldn't that same template have happened everywhere? Shouldn't it have? Maybe. Yes. At least far more places than it has. Because if it's not individuals locally put their thumb on the scale, and it is one guy uniquely 
polarized both sides electorates. Naturally. This should have occurred everywhere then, right? Yes. Which is why I always argued that if they, they didn't cheat, Biden should have actually won by more. Should have flipped North Carolina. Should have flipped M- Missouri. Should have won by more. Should have won Florida. Should have won by more. Because the same anti-Trump, high-minority county demographics, do they just exist in these few states? Uh No, they exist in several other swing-in battleground states, too. Weird. Weird. Democrats didn't invest any money in Texas at all. Didn't Joe Biden go there like the last week of the election for an event? Yeah. And yet, Dallas and Houston County, or Dallas and Houston, weren't doing massive dumps of votes at 4 a.m. the next day, or the day after, or the day after that. Odd. Weird. You know, I, I know of a way we can settle all this. And this is where our show has remained steadfast and consistent in an era where it is increasingly difficult to do that, by the way. But our North Star is that word over my shoulder here, if you look at it there. See that word truth? We think the truth is our friend. We're, we're okay with the truth. We, we, don't, we don't have to go look for our immediate partisan spin, our immediate what about comeback. We don't, we don't care about any of that. We just think the truth is good enough on its own. The truth set us free, right? Yep. Yep. Truth still sets other people free, right? Yep. So let's let the line out of its cage. Let's let the truth have its way. And let's just see what happens. Always nice. Case in point. The whole Brett Kavanaugh, Christine Blasey Ford fiasco, right? I might have been, I might have been the highest profile daily conservative media figure to come out and immediately say, let's have a hearing. I'm a father of two daughters. You got four of your own, right? Yep. I certainly don't want to put a sexual predator. I get, first of all, I have five other reasons I didn't want Brett Kavanaugh on the bench, which he has more than lived up to. He voted with the liberal wing of the of the U.S. Supreme Court in this lat just concluded session, eighty six percent of the time. By the way, John Roberts only sixty nine percent of the time. Kavanaugh's worse. By the way, you know who was also was worse than Roberts in this last session? Just guess. Would that be Amy Coney? Yeah, she voted with him about seventy two percent of the time. Yeah. Did we call when the day after the day Brett Kavanaugh was nominated? What did I call him on the show? Carl Rove in a black robe, right? Yes. Did I say he was going to be, before we knew what a Christine Blasey Ford was, did I say all the time, the whole time, he will be a terrible justice? Yes. Yes. Did I say while that was going on, he was going to be a terrible justice? Yes. Did I say after it was over, he was going to be a terrible justice? Yes. Yes. So did I do what I did because I thought he'd be really peachy king? No. No, but because there was a higher principle at stake. We just don't get to destroy people's character regardless of who they are because we politically disagree with them. We're not, we set that stage, might as well just go right to the lock and load and just skip the cold civil war part of it. And let's just go ahead and play this thing out in the streets at that point, right? Might as well. This was basically John Adams defending the British soldiers. Yes, that's a great analogy and I'm honored to even, uh, you know, tie his sandals. Thank you. So we gave Christine Blasey Ford, finally, we gave her a hearing, right? And the first part of her hearing was strong when she emotionally vetted. But then when the cross-examination began and she couldn't, details, couldn't pinpoint when she when, when they were together, when this could have happened, who she, why she never told anybody, whole case just fell apart at that point, right? Yes. But was it, was it, was it useful to just have an open hearing? Yes. And let every side have their say and then we'll decide, right? Yes. That same principle applies here. You know, I can think of one way to find out if the election was stolen or if Donald Trump was just uniquely unpopular 
And it just so happened to be he was even more uniquely unpopular in the half dozen counties they needed to uh, configure. I'm sorry, um, uh, fix, I'm sorry, win, win, claim, win, win, win's the word, win, uh, that they needed to win in order to win. Can you think of a way we could do that? Similar to a vehicle by which we could find out if Brett Kavanaugh is a fiend or Christy Blasey Ford is a liar or maybe something terrible did happen to her, but she's got the wrong guy. Did we have a vehicle for that? We usually do if yeah, we yeah, want yeah. it. Yeah. And so we had a hearing. And, and so yes. we, we found out, right? Okay. Um, is, do we have a vehicle to find out if an election is rigged or not? Yeah, folks. It's exactly what's going on in Georgia and Arizona right now. The fact they don't want these things to continue forth tells you all you need to know. I was perfectly willing to listen to what Christine Blasey Ford had to say. Dude, I remember during the 2016 campaign, we covered a Gloria Allred press conference of accusers against Trump, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're totally fine hearing what people have to say. I mean, total depravity means what? Total. Total. So that doesn't mean the guys that wear our jerseys or have the right letter after their names are absolved of sinfulness. Oh, no. No, no, not at all. No. So we're totally fine. Let, let the truth have its way. Let's have all of our audits, and then let's just see what they say. And this is the lesson for us in my other big idea today. We will not beat them by becoming like them. Better liars don't beat liars. We're never going to outlie, out emote them. The truth is its own reward. Let the truth have its way. Let the truth out. What our side did on this is we weren't, we could have just kept with the talking point. They stole the election and turned it into our own ver version of Russian collusion for four years, right? Mm -hmm. No, we went, let's do some audits. Let's do something about this. Let's find out for sure. Applause. Yes. The truth is the win. Not if our guy wins or our ideas win. The truth is its own reward. The truth is the win. Let us not forget that. Very quick thought before we get out of here for this first hour. Well, a reminder that we were also uh, begging for this in a Kavanaugh fashion right out of the gate and were frustrated deeply by the fact that the Trump campaign didn't seem to want it itself. So it wasn't simply shilling. We wanted the truth. The truth is good enough. Let's just find out what the truth is and let it have its way. Hour two is next. Back with hour two, live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Aaron McIntyre, Totters, and, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. Email the show, steve at stevedace.com. Like us on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor and Gab. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And then you can also uh, let us know what you think about what we think when you watch clips of the program for free. Uh, that are uncensored, unfiltered at rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. That's rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. If you are one of our growing 
throng of podcast listeners. We had explosive podcast growth on the show last year. Thank you. Let's keep that going here this year as well. Please do your part to to make sure that happens by hitting the subscribe or follow button, whichever is the case on your podcast platform of preference. Uh, Leave us a five-star review as well if you like us. If you don't, don't lie. But if you do, like really show you like us. Uh, And thank you to all of you scores thousands upon thousands of you that have done one or both of those things for us previously we appreciate each and every one by Southern hold brought to you by our friends over at home title lock and we've been warning you about home title theft now for a while on the show this is where thieves get personal data of yours that maybe they can't use to steal your identity but it's something that identifies you as you like a maiden name an address the elementary school you went to etc you know the kinds of things you might share on a facebook page well lo and behold facebook just had a 500 million account data breach and now they've got that information where they can maybe go online where your home's title is kept log on as you claim that you have sold your home to them via a quick claim deed and before you know it All of your home's equity is now in their hands. Don't let that happen to you. That's all our friends at Home Title Lock do is to make sure that it does not. And right now you can get 30 free days of protection to cover you during this Facebook data breach. I mean, these things happen when you're more concerned about censoring real information than protecting the integrity of your own systems. Uh, Go over to HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code RADIO to get those 30 free days. Promo code RADIO to get those 30 free days at HomeTitleLock.com. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be here. But let's get to it. It's one of our favorite segments each and every week on the show. Buy, sell, or hold. No topic or list is off limits. Uh, Once a week, Todd, we're permitted to give a hold. But it, it, it can only be because, wow, that's just extremely lame. That's beneath me. Even my mediocre intellect if you use your hold for any other reason you have to let anthony fauci jab you with an experimental injection you won't be using any holds i will not okay otherwise we will buy or sell it and have hopefully at least one good reason why aaron We'll start with Wesley D's perfect presentation of imperfection, who says by the end of 2023, more Americans will be on universal basic income via unemployment at Social Security insure, uh, and other government, uh, government programs than those not on it. So more people by the end of 2023 on government dole than not. Um, we already might be there with the yeah. exception of the UBI. I think the UBI is what we are probably debating um i'm gonna sell but i think it will be close i think i think it will be close but but i'm i'm gonna sell because of how i think the election is going to go next year and those I, I, the most anti-corporatist thing in the world other than a free market <laughs> is UBI. Subway, Subway is what, the number two fast food company in the, in the world now behind only McDonald's, I believe? Yeah, it's in that ballpark. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they've got managers around the country holding up signs with, with signs in the store saying, because of government freebies, we can't get people to work, so it's going to take longer than normal to make your sandwiches. So please be patient. Like, 
And and why does that matter? Because the if, if Republicans have a good year next year, they will. We're just going to debate. The debate is the magnitude of the year they will have. It will be a good year. The people that will take over if Republicans have majorities, unless Trump personally intervenes to get rid of people like McConnell and McCarthy, they're all corporatist whores. And corporatists hate UBI. They they prefer, and 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 it's because and, and this is why things like UBI get gain an audience. They would prefer to pay you a subsistence level wage instead, okay, than a universal basic income. I mean, one of the things we'll get into with Daniel next segment is you're learning now that the the Biden administration came out and said yesterday they won't honor any asylum seekers from Cuba. <laughs> now, if 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 another if, if someone else with brown skin was coming across the border, uh, you know, with with legions of young girls that they were getting ready to human traffic, we would be, I mean that would be a a sad sorry sorted tale that we have to let them in, otherwise we're racist, right? Mm-hmm. What's the difference? Well, there's only two. The two pillars of the American immigration system are a are they likely to vote Democrat or not? And brown folks that are human trafficking are far more likely to vote Democratic than brown folks who are escaping communism. Fair? Mm-hmm. Okay, so can't let them in. The other is, will they, uh, will they work for dirt cheap? That's what the people donating to the Republican Party want. They want subsistence level wages. And so they hate things like UBI because that's competing with them. They've now got to they've now got to pay fourteen, fifteen, sixteen dollars an hour to get somebody to work the sandwich counter at Subway as opposed to nine fifty or ten. So I I think just like when Republicans wouldn't repeal Obamacare when they had the power, but the first thing they did try to get rid of was the corporate mandate. Remember that? I think they they will. This is a this is a rare hill they will die on, because these are who their who their masters are. So. I'm going to sell on the UBI thing for now. But the rest of it, I think that we're probably already seeing that kind of a trend line. I will uh, buy Steve's arguments were sound before transgenderism and critical race theory took over. There are new gods now. And now that we have the NFL actually running commercials, let's say the NFL is gay. I don't, there's... The laws of economics, just, it's not that they're not there at all anymore, but there's a way mightier God than that puny one that they will kneel to. So I don't know, 2023, I don't know about that necessarily, but yeah, we're going in this direction. And as long as they keep bound to those gods, we're going to get to where you're talking about sooner or later. Next up, J.A. Breck says the White House will turn on the vax as more VAERS reports and myocarditis issues continue. Media will do a 180 turn and blame Trump. Sell. As I said at the top, I think the exact opposite is going to happen. Sell. The only way we're going to get honesty in this country about what is or isn't true regarding the safety and efficacy of these vaccines will be how we got it on lockdowns and masks where we had to take data from other countries and force it on our own country. That's what a group of us did for the last year and a half, right? right. Or um, Trump running for president. And that won't formally be announced one way or the other. What, what's the date on that? Um, just 
anytime. Okay, that that he won't make a formal decision on that. I don't think till like the summer of 2023. And then I could see where they try to then blame this on him. Maybe, maybe, but for the foreseeable future, the tyranny's on. So be ready for it. Be ready for maximum pushback. So I'm going to sell. Yeah, how long have I been telling you of the magical thinking about uh, vaccines? There's, I'm selling. There is no way they're going to turn on it. Yeah. Next up, Elliot Wants says, The election audits in Arizona, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin will also find enough ballots that can't be verified to put the results of those states into question as the same as Georgia. Buy for anybody who, with eyes to see and ears to hear. Because I, I do think... There can be singular cheating, okay? But so I think it's possible that we could see one or two states that have something unique that other states don't show. Mm -hmm. But I also think the odds, if they stole the election, they like stole the election. You know what I'm saying? Like if the if the ballot drop-offs in Fulton County, Georgia weren't legitimate, neither were the ones in Milwaukee County, Wisconsin, right. or Warren or Wayne County, Michigan. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So... I don't know that they're totally congruent, but I think that there's at least some um, um, equity there in those assertions. So I will buy. Next up, 79 model Chris says, besides Kinko's, Mount Rushmore of stores rural people can't access. <laughs> Circuit City, Payless Shoes, KB Toys, Blockbuster Video. That is perfect. I, don't, I didn't A even brilliant need the take. list. I yeah. just... Everything. Yeah, before those the are all was... places that are now closed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that's well done. That's exceedingly well done. Yes. Next up, uncomfortably dumb says within five years, college athletes will not be required to attend classes, whether in person or online, in order to compete. Essentially, making them employees of the university. Sell. Because of what this is. See, the the disagreement you had with me over UBI. I agree with you that there are new gods, but this is the God that the Republican establishment and its leadership worships, the corporatist calf. All right. And in the, and when we get into the college arena, they're never, these, these university presidents and everything else, the idea of, of, of allowing an open capitalistic system on their on their campuses and that the athletes get to be the guys they didn't wokeify sports on a professional level to then have a whole new generation of athletes emerge that largely are just politically detached because they didn't even go to class or hear the 1619 project in a classroom you know, you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. no 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 i don't that'll that'll never happen i don't believe because that's their idol, the the indoctrination aspect of it. I don't think they'll ever give that up. So could I foresee a future where the players are employees? Yeah, although I don't think that's as likely as people think. But I, I think it's more possible than it was a year or two ago. But the idea that the college presidents would say, well, we really have no interest in actively indoctrinating our most our – most, uh, um, publicly um, uh, profitable and charismatic and exportable symbols. No, they're there for the indoctrination too. So I, I don't think they will give that up. I don't. 
it, we should hope that they that this would happen in your model actually I'll buy. They can still make it contractual as part of that, that they can be the primary woke of fires of the rest of the student body and make some money doing it. So uh, I'll buy anything that uh, that demands that we look at the fact that there's no way people have thought through all of the dark places that this is going to go and to destroy the thing we all love so much. Nathan Davis says Loki did more to fill plot holes and advance the MCU storyline than any other MCU product since Endgame. I can't answer that yet. So I haven't seen the end of the show. So this is an so I guess I get the jab. I have to hold. I've not seen the end of the show. I can't answer this. I'll sell. I don't know how that's possible. I maybe you are a savant who has been able to look at this at a granular level. But I, I don't know what's going on in this show. It's been fun in its own way, but I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, I just, I have to hold pending the watching of the final episode. If if they follow through on things they've set up, I could absolutely buy this. But we've now seen them do two shows where we got to the final episode. And other than advancing a particular arc of the of the lead character, they didn't advance any overall narrative of the MCU really at all. Okay, so... That's why I've got to, one of those two things, we'll, we'll, we'll learn one of those two things in the finale that just came out today. Either this is another show where they just, this is really about the nuances of Loki as a character, or they're using those nuances to advance the MCU narrative. And, and I don't think we know the answer to that yet. And furthermore, like, if you really nerd out on this stuff, I, I no doubt when you have this many moving parts, there are some plot holes, but the plot holes really were never... A problem, no. Steve. Were they? I mean, this is Endgame. That did a lot of things. It its main service wasn't closing up plot holes. That hasn't been an issue. I mean, this has been as as airtight in how many movies? Twenty three or whatever the saga mm-hmm. was. I I don't even get it. Next, John says positive COVID PCR tests mean essentially nothing in asymptomatic people, regardless of past COVID infection or vaccination status. Bye. By based on the data that we have seen, I would agree. Um, I, but again, I'm I'm fine with the truth. My only caution is we really don't know because we haven't lived f- with this for 20 or 30 years. We really don't know what the long-term effects are. We've even admitted this recently on the show. We really don't know what the long-term effects are of even an asymptomatic exposure to something that we all think to some degree, is a manufactured entity. Any more, though, than we know what the long-term effects are of um, long-term exposure to these uh, these mRNA vaccines. That's the only caveat I would give. But so far, the real-time data shows that what you're saying is, 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 is a buy. Next, Mike Kennedy says Trump's lawsuit will get to the bottom of Section 230 as he announces new lead counsel, Lindsey Graham. <laughs> Oh, well played. Um, I'm going to sell. I, I think the thing will just be dismissed out of hand in court because his name is on it. Yeah, probably. So sell. Next. I, I'm not even sure how to say this name. Cuban Communist Party steps down before the end of the year. Uh, sell. Why are you going to sell? Uh, I've seen... I've seen the videos. They don't look to be in step-down mode. They're in kill-you mode, arrest-you mode, make-you-go-away mode. 
communist, like, they're not, it's, it's Thunderdome, they're not, they're doing this right within the shadow of our nation, and they have been doing it for how many decades now? Not going anywhere. My, my struggle with answering this is, to me, there are, there's three, there's three variables in this, in this equation. Or, or there's three components to this equation, and I think two of them are constants. But the third is a, is a variable. The, the, the two components that are constants are what you just said about communists in general, period, right? Um, there's only one example I can think of of them just voluntarily stepping down, and, and it really wasn't much of a voluntary as much as the old Soviet Union had by the events of perestroika, and then, uh, you know, leading up to Yeltsin had, had just so self-diminished that it was kind of a shell of what we saw in the 70s, okay? Yeah, but we had Reagan, Thatcher, Pope I'm going to get to, I'm, okay. yeah, I'm going to get to that in a second, all right? The, the second, so, so communists don't just typically acquiesce. Like there's, there's not typically a moment where they're like, all right, man, you got us, okay? See your first half hour monologue yes, on that point, Steve. Yes, the, the second constant is, I don't foresee the sort of pressure being applied by the United States that would, and what do I mean by that? We don't need to put troops on the ground in Cuba or anything else. You know what we could do though? If there's one thing we got plenty of in this country, it's guns. Know what I'm saying? We could be arming those folks, right? We could be doing that. We could be doing a good old fashioned land, uh, you know, uh, lend lease with them. You remember your World War II history? Yeah, we're like, hey, yeah, you know, uh, we got to take care of America right now, but we got no problem letting you guys borrow a few, th letting you guys have a few things if you want. Sure, you bet. That ain't going to happen with the current regime that's in power in the White House. So, I mean, Beelzebub's not casting out Beelzebub here. Communists in the U.S. aren't, aren't going to cast out communists in Cuba. So, to me, those are your constants, okay? The variable is, is, is what's driving the uprising. And no, I'm not talking about, I'm debating whether the debate, the phony debate of, it's the lack of COVID vaccination or they want freedom. No, it's, it's about... Is this a CIA op? Is this a uh, is 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 this a true organic movement within the people? I don't know the answer to that. Do you know the answer to that? No. Okay, but here's why that matters because that will go a long way into determining what their ultimate resolve happens to be. If this is organic within the people, then history also shows that that level of resolve can topple those other two components, right? Yes. Is in our own history an example of this, yes. right? Okay. But if it's the latter, meaning it's it's a mixture of astroturf with angst, then eventually you face enough, the rubber bullets become real ones, and you're like, you know what, I'm going back home. I, you know, I gave it my best shot here. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I don't know the answer to that, man. So... With two out of three components against me, and the third one an unknown, I have to unfortunately sell. Unfortunately. Next. GoBuck says, dealing with walkers from The Walking Dead is better than dealing with Branch Covidians. This one's a tough yeah. one. Oh, that's an easy one. Bye. Bye. I mean, we can just shoot the walkers. Bye. That's a good point. Yeah.
Next up, Potent Platypus says the same people who investigated the Las Vegas shooter, Epstein's not suicide, and McAfee's murder are responsible for the Haitian president's assassination. Guys, I mean, at, at, at this point, there's not much I won't at least not immediately dismiss. Okay. So, sure. Bye. Yeah. Next, Darren Ray says there will eventually be a vaccination tax for those who choose not to take the jab. I think this will exist in some places. But I think you're watching a full-fledged balkanization now take place. And I I can foresee something like this existing in California, Oregon, never existing in other places. Right. I could foresee something like this existing in a in an Austin, Texas, but not a Texas writ large. I could see something like this existing in a California, but maybe not like a Redding. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I think the full-fledged balkanization now is on, I think. Yeah, bye. Next up, we need a ruling on the dude code. Buzz says V-neck t-shirts are a violation of the dude code. See, I've got to call this question a violation of the dude code what i thought i mean why are you so contemplating an undershirt worn by another dude like i to me i gotta call dude code violation on that brah so sell is there well you know we mock skinny jeans so is there? I mean, this I'm just, is not the same. You're drawing a moral equivalency between yeah. a V-neck well, T-shirt and a skinny jean. He might be if he's bringing it up. Then that, that's another what? dude code violation. Is, so he's on two now. Okay, he should quit while he's behind. A, I don't. I don't know where this is coming from. <laughs> Are you holding? Are you it, taking the jab, Todd? No, I'm not taking the jab. So I'll, I'll sell. But I mean, is there just a wardrobe thing we're not aware of? Just I because have, we've gotten old, that's really part I, and parcel. Of I have. A, I have no idea. I, I don't know. You know why I don't know? Because I'm a dude. So I don't know. Yeah. Wouldn't okay. even think to know, seek to know, want to know, know to know. Would want, would not even know that there was something to know because I'm a dude. Next up, Adam says, we live in the golden age of Major League Baseball stadiums. Sell. So. Yeah, I got to sell. Really? Well, we've we got a, a lot of nice ones. We do, nice, man, but, but, even, but, but on my MLB The Show, man, I go back and I'd rather play in the old ones. Or I like the I like the modern ones like the new stadium in St. Louis that are really just updates or Camden Yards, updates of what the old stadiums were, the old look, you know? So, I mean, I, I got to sell. I, I just got to tell you, man, Comerica Park is nicer than Tiger Stadium was. It, it's not better than Tiger Stadium yeah, was. The, the two most famous hallowed places in all of major league baseball are Wrigley field and Fenway, and Fenway park. park. Yeah. That's yeah. where most people would want to go over anything else. Uh, next up we have Samuel Clemente. Black widow would be a better Marvel movie if it had come out five years ago where it uh, sequentially falls in the MCU timeline. Completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. He also would have had a different after credit scene too. So I, I agree with that completely. I mean, it's not a poorly made film. It's just really anticlimactic, and the villain is very uh, meh. But I mean, that opening first act, those opening credits, man, are sweet. So there's there's some good raw material there. Bye. Uh, next one. 
Mount Rushmore of God trolling names and politics, Mike DeWine. Nah, I like it. Yeah. yeah I see course. where we're going here. Yes. Next up, Jeff Flake. <laughs> of course. <laughs> How about Jeff Flake? Ambassador to Turkey. Oh, come man. on, man. Didn't they send their jackbooted thugs to beat up some of our like reporters yes. on our own soil? Yes. And we're going to send him Jeff Flake. Yes. I saw Mike Lee basically slobbering over that nomination yesterday. Get out of here, man. Dude, next thing you're going to tell me is like, I don't know, George Floyd's mural got struck by lightning or something. <laughs> uh, uh, next one, Anthony Weiner. Yes. Wow. Of course. Wow. Yes, that's good stuff. And finally, uh, Adam Shifty Schiff. Mm. This is good. This is a good list, man. This is a really good list. I think we can do better than that last one. Okay, I'm totally fine with it. What would uh, What would your nomination for the last one? Oh, be? I don't know. I just don't. if you can do better than you. How about America's first openly bisexual senator? Her name uh, is Kristen Sinema. <laughs> there you go. Although yeah. she also happens to probably be one of the best senators we have in America right now. Not just one of the hottest, but also one of the best. She's like a legitimately good public servant, man. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. But the rest of that list is so strong that even if you think the fifth one is kind of meh, I yeah. don't. But the rest of that list is so strong, you have to buy it, I think. Okay, bye. Uh, let's see here. We got a lot of um, rainbow uh, dildo butt monkey uh, submissions <laughs> this week. Um that will speak at CPAC before Steve. Oh, uh, gosh. Bye. Easy buy. That's an easy oh, yeah. buy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Corey Tacker says, future Lego sets to replace those problematic federal building sets, hammer and sickle, Pfizer syringe, and Confederate general statue. Yes. Who <laughs> was that? Corey Tacker. Corey. That's a peace de resistance, my friend. That is very well done. Very well done. Bye. Uh, let's see. Uncomfortably dumb. He had one earlier. Uh, Disney Star Wars shows, Mandalorian, Bad Batch, have been more entertaining than the Marvel shows. WandaVision, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki. Um, I'll sell. I mean, the Mandalorian is on a different level, bro. But And the Bad Batch is okay. But... The the, I think you're actually making a better argument if you say Mandalorian is better than anything that they've done with the MCU so far. I think that would be a more interesting debate. But I, I think all the Marvel shows are better than the Bad Batch, which has its moments, but is nowhere near of the quality, say, that WandaVision was until the very final reveal of no real big villain kind of let down. Okay, but the 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 craftsmanship of 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 WandaVision. I mean, the Bad Batch can't hold a jockstrap to that. Yeah, and listen, on just the merits of WandaVision alone, whatever coolness factor has been there in The Mandalorian, there's been a lot of it, and that's smart because it's that classic... Bo no one could explain. Boba Fett was just Boba... He wasn't in the movies at all. He didn't do anything, and he was like, everybody was like, that's so cool. So they ran with that, which was really smart, but the, the writing hasn't been epically genius for the most part. The, mm -hmm. WandaVision was pure genius. It really was. Uh, final one. This one's, uh, I hate to end on a sour note, but it's right in, in front of me. D.S. Charlesworth, or a serious note. Um, Tootsie Roll Pops are better than Blow Pops. Okay. I haven't had either one in 
years. Glow pops are the ones with the gum in the middle, right? And Tootsie Roll pops are just the candies in the middle, yeah. right? Okay. What did you blow? do with Steve Dace? Dude, I'm I'm like, you know, I need like chocolate and caramel. You throw down normally on these issues. Dude. I know, but this is just, you know, I, I have the palate of a of a twelve year old, yes. not a five year old. Okay. So <laughs> okay. even I have some Let standards. Us, okay. <laughs> Let us be the judge That's of that. So much better. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've had like a blow pop or a Tootsie Roll pop since like middle school. So. I have the palate of a 12-year-old, not a... So step off! That's great. (laughs) All right, the weekly profit of woe and lamentation is next. Whether it's busyness or the fact that, um, uh, you know, eating healthy with whole foods is not the most inexpensive prospect these days. Whatever the case may be, uh, we've got a great product for you to make sure uh, that you are making your own personal diet healthier. It's called Field of Greens. It's a superfood from our friends at Brickhouse Nutrition made with real USDA organic fruits and vegetables that are packed with antioxidants, vitamins, minerals, nutrients, the kind of things that support heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion because it's also pre and probiotic. Uh, It's great for everyone to use in your family. It's a product that is part of my regular regimen as well, packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables, and it has new flavors now you can try too, uh, like wild berry and lemon lime. If you want to give it a shot today, you just take Take a scoop, mix it in with any water-based drink uh, or just water if you prefer. Mix it up and you are good to go. You're going to probably get more fruits and vegetables in that one serving than a lot of Americans get in a day, maybe several days, if not longer. Get 15% off your first order if you want to try it today when you go to checkout with the promo code Steve at the website BrickHouseSteve.com. Again, the website is BrickHouseSteve, all one word, BrickHouseSteve.com. And then use the promo code Steve to get 15% off of that first order at BrickHouseSteve.com. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, brother. How are you? You know, Steve, I was just thinking if the government would mandate brick house, they'd actually be following the science a lot more than they are now if you're going to violate the Constitution. I want to get your take on a couple of things today. One of them I addressed at the beginning of the show. And I I thought the last time I could sense a major turning point, and we talked about this in January uh, when they put out that ridiculous school chart at, at CDC. And if you've looked at where the momentum has been pushing back on COVID stands since then, it's gone against them to some degree since then. That kind of has galvanized a lot of people here for the last six months in the country. But I sense this week another turning point, but this one is on the other side. Whether it's explicitly now partisan messaging, explicitly partisan messaging from Fauci, whether the the messaging we saw from Democrat media earlier this week uh, about uh, the you know were the reasons uh, that we haven't at the vaccination thresholds and they should get tougher on imposing this on us, and then the fiery speech that the president gave yesterday, I thought that was the most alert, most energetic and focused he has looked on a national stage since he left the Obama White House at the end of their term in 2016. And what I think has happened here is the Democratic Party 
made the same calculation it made after the 2016 election, which is it tried it, it tried it, it, it contemplated and and toyed around with introspection for a few days after that election and then just went hardcore Russian collusion. Everything's a conspiracy resistance undermining, et cetera. And I think they're doing that exact same thing between now and the next in the midterm election that a marker has been laid down. They're just going to double, triple, quadruple down on all partisanship. They're going to balkanize this thing all the more. Um, They're going to unleash all the more, which frankly, I am happy to see because I think that's what it takes to get our people mobilized at the level they would, that, that is necessary in response. But is there a turn? Do you, do you sense a turning point this week or am I making too much out of just a series of events? Steve, I don't know where the floor is because I don't see turning points ever. Um, The problem is the Democrats are not wrong in their calculation. When you show weakness and start retreating, yeah, you know, there's kind of a lot of myocarditis and the clot shots and, uh, you know, the masks, maybe we really don't need that. Um, Then their whole thing falls apart. Uh, When you're dug in this deep, all you can do is keep pushing. I think the Delta gave them a good narrative because people are always scared of something new. So it was a very smart strategy to harness something new in people's mind to rejuvenate this. And Republicans really aren't opposing it. I mean, I mean, Steve, if you look at the critical COVID theory, right, which is basically that we are all suspect at all times of being disease ridden and therefore government can do anything they want to us at any time under that guise. It's critical COVID theory. You got the masking, you got the clot shots, got all this stuff. Um, Where are the Republicans pushing back in equal and opposing force? I'm not really seeing that. I mean, I'm seeing a number of Republican governors saying, hey, you better get the clot shots. You know, cases are going up and it's your fault. Republicans are kind of echoing that. I mean, you see little small breakthroughs here and there. Tennessee, they fired the health commissioner and stopped the health department from promoting uh, the the shot to at least adolescents. A couple states here and there, South Carolina attorney general uh, took some action against colleges mandating. But otherwise, in most places, they are mandating this in red states and getting away with it. So... Uh, Steve, when you say a turning point, in my mind, what that means, I know this is not what you said, but to me, what would be a turning point different than what has already been done is a cathartic moment that would get the right to unite in a meaningful way to apply equal and opposing pressure on what the left is doing at any given time. And I'm not really seeing that. Larry Elder putting his hat into the ring for governor of California. We're going to discuss this as a team in the overtime that we're going to record after the show today, but I would be remiss if I didn't ask you really quick what your take on that is. Jeez, does he have to live in California? I mean, that's the problem. We need him everywhere else. I I just don't think, I really honestly don't think uh, any Republican ever for the end until the end of times could win in California. Um, Obviously um, I'd rather we be promoting him than the guy who steals his daughter's uh, dresses and and brags about wearing them um, and giving him full hours on Fox News. But on the other hand, you know, I don't think anyone could win. We badly need a guy like that elsewhere. One of the things that's concerning me is to the extent that there's a little bit of zeal to have these, you know, somewhat based candidates running. They're doing it at a federal level because they're just so used to that 
being the fight they're running for Senate, I'm not seeing it enough for governor. And and we really do need people like that. I mean, that's exactly the type of guy who needs to run for governor in all these red states. I agree with your analysis, but I would I would I would suggest an alternative subplot here, which is we are so destitute from a political agency standpoint in that state that putting someone as solid as him and as known amongst our base and people across the country up there, if, if, if it gets loses by 20 points and whenever the recall election happens, 1.67 million people signed on to that recall documented. And this is, this, this is a great effort in trying to get a hold of those people, organize them, put them into one organizational presence where you're establishing basically a beachhead that you will then hopefully be able to grow from later on. Before what we had was a Brad Parr scale defrocked from the Trump uh, campaign because a grifter led grift with Bruce Jenner um, that was going to co-opt this process just to, you know, direct mail fundraising and sell an email list for millions of dollars and get creamed. At least now we've got a guy that at least force some issues and bring some things that might coalesce a couple million people into a force that, that could be felt in the future. Like this is a mustard seed kind of a thing. No. And I think what's important about that, Steve is just like, we're talking about red States uh, trying to make them red again. And, uh, disengage, disentangle from the federal morass, you could have that too, especially in a large state like that, where there are portions of the state that should be pretty decent. But like you mentioned, there's this exaggerated collapse Mm -hmm. because the party is so bad there that they've lost even areas that they should be winning in. And there are signs that they can get that back. And the question is, is there uh, a movement that we could create um, either a greater Idaho movement in Northern California or at least within California to have these counties to try to form some sort of loose federation to fight back against this. So I think that's very important. And uh, if nothing else, you take those 1.8 million people, ask them to move to Oklahoma and Idaho. Yeah. So speaking of that, one of the big uh, pushers of the, of the Jenner grift is Tommy Lahren. I said the other day on my Twitter account, she's the right Stacey Abrams too harsh. No, that's actually very apropos, although I would say Stacey Abrams, you got to give her credit. I think she has put a lot of points on the board for the other side. I mean, help steal Georgia. Um, You know, if if Tommy Lahren could help steal anything for us, you know, even with a rhino, I I give her credit. But, you know, that's the thing. I think I think she's more of just like a Barbara Streisand. I mean, it's just like a talking point. Um, She's the quintessential. I wake up every day as a conservative commentator with the need for my ephemeral talking point of the day. Well, you know, I got the trans guy better than you. You know, we have a conservative trans, Mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing. You know, know, we let more criminals out of jail than Obama did. Um, That's what it is. It's just like noise. Uh, I think that's what it is. People are just scrambling every day, clawing away for a talking point. Well, you know, we got the clot shots, you know, uh, fast track before you guys did. I mean, that's what it is. They, they just look for whatever talking point is in front of them and they want to get ahead of it. There's no broad long-term agenda, even midterm. In I mean, other words, Stacey Abrams yeah. griffs talking points to try to create a political outcome. Tommy Lahren and, is and just Tommy Lahren is just grifting political talking points. That's it. That's all there is. Nothing. There isn't any more. Nothing else is occurring there other than just 
that. Okay, gotcha. Clanking of pots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sound and fury signifying nothing. I hear you. So let's talk immigration before we let you go. What I find fascinating is we, we've got scores of brown folks right now that suddenly we have a Democrat administration doesn't want to let into the country. And I think it's a useful point for our people to understand, which is um, people fleeing communism are far less likely to vote for it when they arrive on our shores. And that our immigration policy for the last couple of decades has essentially had two pillars. Who's more likely to vote for Democrats? And will they work? That's what, that's what Democrats are looking for. And will they work for dirt cheap wages? That's what Republicans are, working, are looking for. That those are the two pillars. That's the meritocracy. None of that matters. It's just those are the... Those really are the plumb lines of America's immigration policy. And you're seeing that by yesterday's denial of asylum for Cuban and Haitian refugees, because, well, why do we want to take, we don't want to take more people in fleeing communism. They'll vote against it here. Um, and so that's, that's really what we vet on. Uh, will they vote Democrat and or be willing to work dirt cheap? And Steve, just a couple hours ago, uh, the June border numbers came out, hit another record, hit 190,000, 190,000 in one month, 75% do not show up for those phony court proceedings, um, but they're all asylum. Um, everyone's a woman except for a woman. Um, criminals are victims, victims are criminals, and now we see that true with asylum. They've been yelping about asylum for years. Don't you have any heart, any compassion? Daniel, you would have denied the Jews fleeing the Holocaust, all this garbage, but I think the beautiful thing that you see here in, in a politically um, fulfilling well, way is that it's emblematic of everything they do. It's not just immigration. So I marvel at the left that they never make any mistakes, even when they have an ironclad principle and slogan, my body, my right, my choice, or, you know, whatever it is that they have world's worth of political uh, momentum behind mm -hmm. it. They have the ability to turn off that switch in a minute when it's politically advantageous. So suddenly the judges are like, hey, there's no right to privacy and bodily autonomy. <laughs> like, that's gone. And, you know, we're seeing with the criminals, like, let out everyone. And then when it came to the guys, like, caught in the Capitol doing nothing and, you know, Navy veterans, hey, held in jail pretrial without any bail six right. months. Right. You know? and, and, and same thing with immigration now. That's the beauty of the left. They have one rule of engagement. We win and you lose. And as conservatives, when we look at that, we have to understand that. And we can't be caught up on these dogmatic principles of oh, a private entity has to do it, be able to do what they want for our purposes. We have to be more pragmatic strategically in dealing with a pragmatic outcome of the left where they have one rule of engagement. Great stuff as always, my friend. Good to see you. Take care. All right. God bless. Same to you. If you are struggling with chronic pain in the body, I'm not talking about a boo-boo or an injury, but the chronic variety, that, uh, that, that stiffness, achiness, soreness that just won't go away in your joints, in your muscles, neck, back, knees, hip flexor, like the case with me, uh, chances are that chronic pain is caused by inflammation. And if you're looking for an effective, all-natural anti-inflammatory, check out my friends at Omega XL, backed by 35 years of clinical research. It's the product that I use every day as well. Uh, it will take on the inflammation likely causing your chronic pain because uh, if you don't, after a while, 
uh, it can become something far more serious. If you want to give it a shot today, buy one bottle, get your second one for free when you visit OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Again, visit OmegaXL.com slash Steve. Buy one, get your second bottle for free, or give them a call at 800-844-4888. 800-844-4888. Thoughts on the conversation that Daniel and I just had? Well, let's be pragmatic. I think about this all the time. How, if they are an enemy, our, our ideological enemy, is this shameless? How do we hurt them short of violence at this point? Because whatever that answer is, we need to do it right now. Otherwise, the only answer will be violence. <sighs> pragmatic. This is not talking about pragmatic um, positionally, pragmatic worldview-wise. No, we're talking about tactically, pragmatic uh, tactically, I believe is what, what uh, Daniel is talking mm-hmm. about and, and what Todd is talking about as well because the fuse is getting very, very short, as Todd just alluded to mm-hmm. in this country. Very, very short. Um, either it will be put out or things will explode. Those are the two options, but we're running out of time. Long-term plans, the left has never minded losing elections if they win, if they win the, the, um, the precedent, if they win the basis for every single argument. And we look at the fruit of what's happening here. That's, that's what they were really after. They, they were really after winning the foundational arguments. And they won them one by one through their march through the institutions. And now we are where we are right now, where all of those forces are aligned against us. But the good news is, and yet, you can cancel people off of Twitter, off of YouTube, off of social media. You can censor their posts, but you can't stop them from showing up to Loudoun County, Virginia's school board or any number of places around the country. And as we just tying a bow on this, That's how we started this. They see that, they see a threat, and they're starting to take it real seriously. That's a good thing. We'll be back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.